and see if it can hear us okay. Hello. Hello. Okay, so I also want to talk about, um, hello. hello. <laughs> talk about like the, cause it really just pisses me off. The definition we have for beauty for women mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But how we can look at a woman and say like, because she's this size, she has defined beauty. Yeah. I don't know. That's oh, another thing. Yeah. I want. There's so many things I want to intertwine that. Yeah. How do we even do it? Alright guys, this is it. This is the first interview for Good Good Talks Gritted Girl season and I'm stoked. I honestly have nothing to say other than I love my friend Maddie with my whole heart and love that she's the first person for this season because she's the person I've had the most conversations with about all this and she does a great art way of articulating everything. And I can't wait for y'all to meet her. You've already met her on the end of season two, but this is here, Maddie, again. And I can't wait. So let's just dive right in. So, okay, let's just, you introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Maddie. I'm a friend of Stephanie's. We've been friends for almost two years. (gasps) Oh, no, no, almost a year. year. Oh, it feels. It feels like a lifetime. Yeah, Steph and I have been quite inseparable mm. for the past few months now, and here she is up at Hume Lake Christian Camps with me, Yum. where I am working all summer. So we're just enjoying this quiet Sunday. It is lovely outside, and we are sipping some dining hall coffee. Mm, in the styrofoam cup. In the styrofoam cup. <laughs> with a little chewed on the edge. <laughs> yes, I chew on my styrofoam cup. Here we are. Um, yeah, Mads has been a lead here, which I've never been to Hume, so it, it kind of confuses me. But maybe, like, give a little bit, like, what do you do? Yeah, so Hume Christian Camp, um, it is a high school camp, a junior high camp, and elementary school camp. But I'm working in the high school camp called Ponderosa. There's about a thousand campers that come up each week, and so myself and a team of nine other leads just kind of run the camp. We make sure our students are where they need to be, and we're able just to minister to them, which is amazing. A really, really cool honor to be a part of their walks with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so fun. I can't believe it. And they come in, like, a few hours. They, campers... Like, they're kind of coming now. Campers are, as we speak, rolling up. So, each week, a thousand campers flood this camp. Flood insane. <laughs> okay. So, the, I guess, like, let's just talk about grit a little bit and see if we can, like, tie that in. I don't know. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Grit it, girl. Grit it, The first. Girl. The first episode. ever grit it. I don't even know... Okay, so I should have maybe like recorded us talking about it before. Mm. Of I, I don't know where I want this season to go, other than like just the fact that we get to celebrate what girls are doing, what mm. women are doing, yeah. in whatever season they're at, yeah. and join in that rather than like be jealous or yeah. pissed off or frustrated yeah. that we're not where they're at. Yeah. Um. So you've been with me, Mads, and like talking about grit at girl and like what that looks like. Mm. So besides what I've said. Mm. What kind of, what way would you define grit? Hmm. And then maybe tied into, like, women and how we grit it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, such a cool question. I remember when you told me about Gritted Girl, I basically lost it. Because <laughs> I'm done. I think it's such a cool idea. Um, I think that grit looks different for everyone. 
grit looks different for like every season of life, but it's basically doing the hard work that the Lord mm-hmm. is asking you to do in that season. You know, yeah. like that's kind of what I think of when I think of and that's good. The hard work, yeah. grit. Um, it's kind of putting your head down and doing work, but doing it for the Lord's will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's a stereotypical like definition of grit, which is kind of like you go to college, you graduate, you get a good job, you work really hard, you get a good house, you get married. It's kind of like chasing that American dream, you know? And so I think that even after college, I was really following suit of that pattern, um, which is why I think like leaving my full-time job to even come up to camp was so challenging because I was breaking that pattern of the classic grit. Like, oh man, I want to work hard to make a lot of money and and get a house and so on and so forth. So I think that in this particular season, like grit looked like, okay, breaking free of that, mm-hmm. that stereotypical pattern. And so, um, just really trusting the Lord's opportunities that mm-hmm. he gave me and then working hard to, to do something about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. How do you feel like Hume has, how the Lord's used Hume in that, like breaking that? Hmm. Yeah, I think that being 24, working at a camp, never seemed like a a responsible decision. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, being two years out of college, leaving a full-time job to come work at a summer camp for 12 weeks. Literally, she worked at... Okay, I've I've talked about meds before, (laughs) but I know... I don't know if any of y'all know Saddleback Church, but Saddleback Church is, like, known as, like, the it. Like, even the guy that was pastor... or the message this morning, so Sunday morning, I was talking about how, like, one of the guys that worked at him went to Saddleback, and, like, how that's such a big deal. Mm. So Saddleback is seen as, like, in ministry, if you get to a church like that, there's, you don't turn, you don't leave. Mm. Especially your age, and even thinking about, like, Nick and McKenna, like, our friends that already work there, like, it's, you're kind of, it's a hard place to be as a young adult, because you've made it, in a way, in the world's eyes, and especially, like, Christian culture-wise, and then leaving that is, like, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think that I really wrestled with the opportunity to come to Hume and wondering if that was the responsible, mature decision. Yeah. Because leaving, you know, that full-time job Monday through Friday, getting a good paycheck, it just seemed like the right next step, especially growing into adulthood. Yeah. So, So, um coming to work at a camp where, you know, your, your paycheck is like a tenth of what you're usually making and <laughs> your tithe, and you're, literally your tithe. And, and it just seemed kind of like a, like a, an escape from life. And, and I remember having a conversation with my parents and they say like, Oh yeah, that seems like a really fun opportunity, but is this actually like a part of your bigger plan? Yeah. And so I sat in that and, and really questioned the same things. And, and then instead of looking at it, a part of my bigger plan, I think that I saw it as this amazing opportunity to do the Lord's work and to serve yeah. the Lord's work. And if that's really our purpose here on earth, then like, why would I not want to be a part of that? Um, so does that answer your question yeah. a bit? Yeah. Can you like go in a little bit into like what, like the letter you wrote me and kind of what we chatted about mm-hmm. yesterday? Cause I think I was even praying about that this morning in service of like, I don't think that I've taken the weight of my sin. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that you are so getting out of mm-hmm this experience mm. so kind of maybe explain that like the dual the dual thing yeah but in like within just a little summary it doesn't have to be like the whole the last whole five weeks that you've been here um yeah yeah i think that being here at hume has 
put this whole new perspective on my life and on Christ and his, his, um, sacrifice on the cross. You know, I think that being here has made me really sit in the weight of my own sin and in doing so has given me this whole new appreciation of what Christ did for us. And looking in the grand scheme of things, how cool to think that I would have never understood that unless I took this opportunity to come to Hume. And Mm -hmm. it's only week three and I have like eight more weeks here. So just already seeing like so much fruit of what the Lord is teaching me. And I think that that kind of ties in with grit, you know, it's like, you got to make the hard decisions. You got to do the hard work to really feel like the fruit of your labor, you know? And so even just these slivers of, of perspective and, these glimpses of God's work are so rewarding. Like, wow, like that hard work, that grit was so Mm -hmm. worth it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, and I, and even thinking about like how we look at other women's lives, look at other girls' lives. And I can look at, if I didn't know you, like, I don't want it all to take away like the goodness and what the Lord's doing here, Mm -hmm. but to also like recognize that you are going through the hard crap. Like this Mm -hmm. Hume was not an easy decision for you. Just because it is, I mean, it's a gorgeous place. I'll, I'll be posting pictures probably whenever, like, our season goes, or this episode goes out. Yeah. But, like, it's a place of, a bubble of, like, you get to experience so much of just God and the people. Yeah. But real life also doesn't go away. So, like, there's Mm -hmm. that kind of remembering of, like, oh, I'm still an adult. Oh, I'm still, I still struggle with this, this, and this. Um, and it's almost like zoned in in a way like you have to work on it. Right. Totally. So I think when people look at what you're doing and can see it from the outside of like, like Maddie's a great photographer and like being able to like capture those moments, mm-hmm. those moments are wonderful and beautiful, but a lot of the times there's like hurt behind it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the times there's confusion and like, I don't know. Does that make sense of, like... Yeah, totally. It's almost like emotional grit. Yeah. It's like having to do the emotional hard work to get yourself where you want to be. Um, So true. I think that on on the surface, life at Hume or even even life in general can look so perfect, so happy, especially the ways that we choose to portray it. But behind each photo, you know, there is a lot of hurt. So I was just telling you earlier that I think Hume is such a breeding ground for jealousy and comparison. Mm -hmm. And not only Hume, but just a lot of times whenever you get a community of people your age together, it's kind of unavoidable, you know? And so really having to wrestle with that and really thinking about where am I getting my cup filled? You know, if I'm getting my cup filled by being complimented and then feeling like better than someone and and feeling feeling like worthy in that sense that's never enough it's never draining and so especially being a counselor and feeling always celebrated by campers and other um counselors it's hard hard not to be filled that way yeah okay explain a little about how you live right now because i've so i felt that the whole jealousy comparison thing stepping in instantly Mm. because i think it's like Yes, this is a bubble, and yes, the Lord is, like, so prevalent and present, but also Satan is doing his work Mm. of just, like, instantly when I stepped out of that car, it was like, ugh, okay, there's other beautiful women here. Yeah. Um, I know that there's other guys my age doing what I would love for, like, my future person to be Mm. doing, Mm. and so my mind automatically goes there. Yeah. And you've been living in that. Right. And I remember that was something we chatted about, like, right when you got here. Like, yeah. even before campers were here, even before it was, like, all of the staff. So, like, explain 
what your living situation is because it's not it sounds so awesome and great because it is <laughs> yeah it's totally. so fun totally but there's weight to it for sure yeah yeah so I live in this cabin co-ed with my other lead counselors so there's there's I think seven girls seven guys and we all live communally in this house and it's so fun like we all have become extremely close um almost like family but along with that it's inevitable that there is comparison and there is jealousy you know to be like the most liked or the most favorite and even to be like wanted and desired whether that be romantically or in a friendship you know Mm -hmm. it's like you just you just want to be wanted and even outside of our cabin I'm a part of a staff of 300 young adults, you know, some married, some single, some 19, some 35, you know, so it's a wide range of people and it's incredible. It's an incredible community. But along with that, again, comes comparison and jealousy and stupid. So it's hard to really remove myself from that, take myself out of that comparison equation and instead just celebrate the people that are here and celebrate romances that are happening Mm -hmm. and celebrate successes that are happening instead of seeing that as like my own downfall and my own failure. Um, and so yeah, day to day, constantly just being surrounded by people, you know, it's draining and life giving all at the same time. Yeah. And it, I think that it has just become this day-to-day reminder to replace, replace like, being being the favorite or being wanted or wanting, wanting to be desired. Yeah. Replace all of that with the Lord. Just, like, remember yeah. who you're serving, remember what you're here for. Which is exhausting. It's so exhausting, yeah. And it can sometimes feel defeating. Yeah. Which just makes you rely on the Lord even more, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just definitely felt it too. Mm. Like the hallway literally can fit only two people crossing back. I mean, it's just so, so small. And there's two little couches that everyone sits on and chats around. So everyone's just like chilling. I mean, it's fantastic and I could live here forever, Mm. but it definitely like, if I didn't have Maddie, if I didn't have Mm. someone that knew me well in that way, um, I think it would be extremely hard. So I give all of, especially the girls credit. Mm. Um, because thinking about what I was reading yesterday in the book Crushed, which I still need to need to get that ordered so mm-hmm. I can like actually maybe like finish talking about it on here. Yeah. Um, is like women were almost like cursed with desiring men or my, their man, and then like cursed with like that comparison and mm-hmm. that thought process of like being desired and wanted, not even yeah. like by men sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you want to be that girl that walks by and everybody looks at. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Totally. You're like, I know, which is so dumb. And then it kind of gives us these bitter eyes yeah. when we see and meet women that have those desired traits that we don't have. Yeah, you know, which is just poisonous. Like to any so, friendship and to yourself. <coughs> so dumb. Totally, totally, totally. It's so dumb. Okay, so I guess you've kind of already answered question like, how are you gritting it right now? Do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, I think that how the, I think the emotional grit right now mm-hmm. is the thing that is the hardest, you yeah. know, just constantly checking my own heart, checking my own motives, checking my intentions mm. and replacing all of that with the Lord and just yeah. reminding myself like, this is the Lord's will. I really don't have any control and I keep on trying to take the driver's seat when Jesus <laughs> keeps pushing me back into the passenger seat. He's yeah. just like, let me Even drive. like in the back of the back thinking about driving in the Jeep yesterday. I'm like, yeah. get in the back. <laughs> no seatbelt. Come on, so <laughs> Um, okay. So how would you encourage other women, girls in this season that you're in? So I guess like, mm. 
even the way that we talk to one another of like, even if I'm not necessarily at home with you, I still completely understand the emotional grit that you're going through. Understand like the, like, I don't even know future jobs, what I'm going to have. I mean, I'm in a little different place because I have Wi-Fi and connections to people where I can actually go and seek out positions. And you're just here sitting in this thought of like, I don't know what's next, which is great it's kind of like when you graduate college and they're like, what do I do with my life? You have so many options and it's a wonderful thing. And you think that season of life is over. And oh, then you're L-O-R. 24. And then we're like, oh, we're in the same place we were when we were 21. Okay, cool. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, it's beautiful, but so exhausting. Yes. Because you just never know. Absolutely. Um, so how would you encourage women, like, in that emotional season of, like, I don't know, constantly having to choose Jesus mm. and choose, like... God's thought in admiration of women, admiration of men in a positive light rather than like you're gritting it that way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, let me reiterate your question so I can make sure I'm answering your question. Yes. So how would I encourage girls mm-hmm. to that are in our season, in our season maybe season. even like not in it yet. Okay. Like they don't even really know what we're talking about. Okay. Because we're I guess we should preface this. Maddie and I are both single. Um, do not have a five-year plan. Do not have a five-year <laughs> plan. Are super emotionally love crushing on guys yeah. and having fun in that. And yeah. it's so fun, and but also not. <laughs> really? um, both love... I don't know. I guess maybe both struggle with comparison and, like, heavy ways in our own stories. Mm-hmm be different ways but like so how would you encourage women within that Hmm. or if they're even before that after that whatever yeah yeah what a good question i keep on referring to this metaphor because it is the most applicable metaphor i can think of for my life right now yeah and it is literally just sitting in a car with jesus and he's Uh. driving and you are just along for the ride yeah and what was it like you said like you kind of keep grabbing the steering wheel and yeah, yeah because i think that it's almost day to day I try to grab the wheel and go on my own mm. ride and go mm-hmm. on my own path or try to direct him where I want to go in life mm-hmm. when he keeps taking my hand off the wheel and just says enjoy the view and yeah. enjoy the ride you know and I think that that is such a beautiful depiction of us especially as young adults when we are trying to grasp so tightly on the things that we want yeah. grasp so tightly on where we want to go which is which isn't bad. It's good to have a general direction totally. of where we want to go and where what we want to see. But the day to day, we don't really have much control over, you yeah. know. Especially when it comes to relationships, mm-hmm. it's like we think that we can we can kind of manipulate yeah. like our crushes, or we can we can get what we want in the end. When really, that's just us reaching for the steering wheel and trying to be the passenger driver. Yeah. And so I think that the encouragement that I would have for women is to just sit back and enjoy the ride. That doesn't mm. mean that you don't work. That doesn't mean you're not lazy. That mm. doesn't mean that you're complacent. Yeah. It means that you're trusting that the Lord will take you where you want to go. Yeah. And that he is taking you down a beautiful path. And all you can, all you have to do is look out the window and just kind of mm. like enjoy, you know? Um, he's not a deceiving Lord. He's yeah. not a deceptive God. And so he's not going to take you a place that isn't going to be for your benefit or yeah. for your best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where I have found peace in this specific season, especially not knowing what the fall will hold, let alone my five, next five years will hold. Mm -hmm. Um, but just knowing that God's taking me somewhere good Mm -hmm. and 
and the drive is nice and yeah. I don't have to I don't have to be in the driver's seat and worry, yeah. you know. Are you thinking about like because I just read that chapter of Crush yesterday and how like but they're thoughts you can control. Obviously mm-hmm. things are gonna come in, Satan's gonna throw something one way. I don't know. We're just broken, so we're gonna twist totally, something in a way. Totally. So, um how could you tie that into like gritting it thoughts wise of mm. like how can I because you can't necessarily I think well maybe you can you can take the steering wheel fully on your thoughts because I think what kind of can come across is that like ugh, God has all control like but God's putting these thoughts in my head blah 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 I'm like no like there's still this part of us that we're still human um he still gives us control over yeah. our thoughts yeah. and our emotions that he's given us and blessed us with mm. we have to control that yeah so how encouraging in that way of like the thought process and how you can slide out all the comparisons slide out all the crap that you're thinking whatever season you're in Hmm. and slide in god in that Hmm. that's a good question i think it almost you know to stick with this this car ride metaphor yeah it's like how how best are you preparing yourself for the car you know mm. it's like when you think about a road trip mm-hmm. it's like you, you get comfy clothes on you grab mm. a pillow you grab a blanket you grab snacks just to make it the most comfortable and an easy fun ride mm-hmm. you know you don't jump in a 12-hour car ride with super tight pants on yeah and you're hungry and you have to pee it's like that's the worst yeah. ride you know yeah. and so if you're trying to enjoy this life mm. and this metaphorical ride that the Lord has taken you on, like, don't ruin it you have to do by sitting in comparison. Don't ruin yeah. the ride by um, being anxious about your future. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like, what are you doing mm. as a passenger to best prepare yourself yeah. to enjoy this ride with Jesus? Mm. You know? That's really good. Like, what work are you putting into it? Because totally. I think... I always think of... <laughs> my dad told me this when he went to college. My dad went to a small Christian college for like a hot second. Mm. And he said, one of the guys said like, um, I'm just going to pray to God that I get good grades. And it's going to be great. Like he doesn't <laughs> study or anything. And like what happens? He gets, he flunks out yeah, of all totally, of his classes totally. because he doesn't put the work in. Totally. Like there's still parts that we have to put into Absolutely. It. And I don't want that this metaphor to sound like, Oh sick. I can just sit back sit and back. relax and exactly. the Lord's going to do everything that I need to do. It's like, no, you need to take ownership of the things that the Lord is asking you to take ownership of, mm-hmm. you know, like be a good, be a good co-pilot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, read off the directions that he's totally. telling you. Yeah. Be a good co-pilot. Don't be lazy. Don't be, don't be asleep the whole time. Come on, That's pick the, the right playlist. <laughs> Remember when we drove to Washington? Okay. Uh, um, we were a good co-pilot. No, that was Arizona when you slept I, a long yeah, time. Bad, like, I'm just going to go out a few minutes. <laughs> hey, what's up? Back down. <laughs> yeah, good night. I'm like, did so, you hear that podcast? No. <laughs> no, I was asleep. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a, be a good co-pilot, basically. Do your own work so that the ride is the most enjoyable. You know? Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, Jesus has a steering wheel. He's going to take you mm. where you need to go, but you can do your best to make sure it's... Yeah, make sure it's the best possible ride of your life. Of your Because it's the only ride you're going to get. <laughs> get those windows down. Get Turn that music playlist. Up. Okay. Um, yeah. So, thinking about... I just feel like we've had so many good conversations about this. I just want it all to be in, in one this. little package. Um, kind of went all over the place, but it's good. Dude, this is... like It's, it's still there. It's still lining up, you know? Yes, it is. Um, okay. So, 
now let's like rewind okay and talk about how can we like just just okay women mm. this comparison mm. this crap that we focus on all the yeah. time yep we're like cursed with how do we not do that how do we mm. choose not to how do we look at someone and rather than saying ugh they have this they have what I want um, or like they aren't the picture perfect person mm. right they don't fit into like the size two whatever which like that just all around pisses me off yeah. the whole like what beauty is is yeah. size two yeah it's great in a bikini all the time totally because like where the f- did we get that from where where do we get that I don't know I don't think that that's the way it was meant to be no I think <clears throat> Do the hard work first, which is swallowing the big pill mm. of that the Lord loves her just as much as he loves you. Prick, yeah. That the Lord loves a girl who is gorgeous and mm. is size two and always has a boyfriend. He loves her just as much as he loves you. Yeah. You know, because I think it's easy to find to find that peace in thinking, oh, well, you know, she always needs a boyfriend. Or, oh, you know, like, she she probably, like is the worst person yeah. you know it's just easy so to, it's, it's easy to find those easy outs instead of swallowing the truth of the fact that the lord loves her just as he loves me mm-hmm. and that does not make me better that does not make her better we are all on the equal playing ground you yeah. know um so i think like in the game of comparison knowing that truth is is what stuff it's it's the truth it's real it's, yeah it's the truth it's like the foundation of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you don't have that, then you really can't... I don't know. I'm even trying to think of, like, the few people I may be interviewing for this that aren't Christians. Mm. Of, like, I've been thinking this whole time of, like, what are those conversations going to look like? Yeah. Because I can't talk about women and celebrating women without talking about, like, how the Lord created all of us equal. Yeah, totally. Not just a totally. random, but, like, just that foundation of truth. Yeah. With a capital T. With a capital T. That is some truth. Get this girl a pulpit. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that... Okay, give this. You're walking into Hume for the first time. You're in my shoes. Okay. Getting out of the car yep. yesterday. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Um... Or, okay, not everybody's at Hume. You're getting out of the car, walking into the mall. You're getting out of the car, walking to the beach. You're getting out of the car, walking to your job. Mm. That just happens to be all these kids your age. Mm. I don't know. What's some other, like, tangible... School. Freaking school. school. Walking... First day of school. Yeah. Seeing everybody's yeah. dressing to impress mm. in. Yeah, Get that ring by spring. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody. Yeah, I think that you gotta ask yourself... What is it? What is like the root of comparison? Yeah. Right? And so, what is like that thing that she has that you don't have? And then dig deep. Like, why mm-hmm. do I feel like I need that thing? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I was always comparing my body against other women. Mm-hmm. And I always assumed that because she was skinnier than I was, she was more desirable, more loved, more wanted. Mm-hmm. So I dug deep. I was like, what is it? It's like, okay, I'm like deeply insecure about my body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me dig a little deeper. Like, why mm-hmm. is that? oh, I think it's because I assume boys want girls that mm. are skinnier than me. Mm. Okay, let me dig a little deeper. Okay, so, like, why is that? It's like, okay, I deeply want to be loved and desired mm. by a boy. Okay, yeah. why is that? Because it's like, 
it just goes deeper and deeper mm. and deeper. So, you know, like, do not sit and just, oh, she's prettier than me. Or mm-hmm. don't sit and, like, oh, she's skinnier than me. It's yeah. like, do the grit and, like, yeah. figuring out what is the root of it. Mm-hmm. So then you can heal. And then you yeah. won't compare anymore, you know? Well, and, like, even the grit of just, like, being completely confident in yourself. Yeah, totally. Right? So, like, literally, I think of sometimes I have to take myself out of situations, mm. whether I'm, like... I think it was even at church Friday night, the last, like, um, big rally of all the students. I was Mm. sitting up singing, and I just felt weird. Mm. But I went downstairs to the bathroom and was, like, looked myself in the mirror and was, like, no. Mm. You are, like, who the Lord created you to be. Mm. You are beautiful. You are this. It's a hard line. Yeah. Because it's, like, you have to humble yourself. Yeah. And then not put yourself over other people. Totally. Right? Yeah, and that's that hard pill to swallow of, like, okay, I'm no less loved than... No. Or no more loved than mm-hmm. her or him or... Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that all just comes... It. I would say it comes with age, for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it just is a... It's a level of maturity that, like, is so hard to reach to fully be confident in who you are mm-hmm. and just, like, know where your worth comes from. Mm-hmm. And that's so often said. Like, oh, know your worth. Know where your confidence lies. It's like, okay, okay. It's like, I'm 24 and I've been a believer for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I still don't fully comprehend that because yeah. I still compare myself to freaking everyone, totally. you know? Yes. And so it's an easy thing to say, really hard to execute, but you're right. Like it really does come with a confidence in your creator and a confidence yeah. in what you were created for and, mm-hmm. and um, all that good stuff. And your identity and who he is. Yes. Okay, um, so I guess, how are you celebrating one right now? How do you want to be? Mm. I think that at Hume, I have a really unique opportunity to just sit with 14, 15, 16-year-old girls Mm -hmm. who are just dealing with heavy things. Mm. Um, I've sat with girls who are self-harming, and I've sat with girls who are suicidal, I've sat with girls who do not know their dads, and they're seeking love from teenage boys that treat them like trash, you know, Mm. so just heart-wrenching conversations with these young, really fragile, vulnerable girls who need love, mm-hmm. who need to be reminded of who they are, who mm-hmm. need to hear the truth of a God that loves them mm-hmm. and calls them worthy and beautiful. So I think that I have this incredible honor to just encourage girls who are extremely broken, just as I am, you know? Yeah. And and it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a big pressure it's kind of a lot of platform for when they're pouring their heart heart out to you like how do you receive that and then point them back to the lord Mm -hmm. you know but i would say that encouragement in those conversations always comes from reminding them of how loved and wanted and desired and beautiful they are by the Mm -hmm. only person that matters you know which is jesus yeah and at 14, 15, like, I couldn't really comprehend that. No. But it's a seed that's planted, and yeah. for, it's something for them to come back to that mm-hmm. they may understand with age, you mm-hmm. know? But in the meanwhile, the best you can do is just hear them, listen to them, remind them that they're they're valid and appreciated and mm-hmm. and loved, and <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it's a heavy... It's a heavy conversation. It always is. Every week, multiple, multiple girls, you know, have these have these, um, revelations of things that are happening in their life. So I would say that that is kind of where I'm encouraging girls this summer. This summer. Yeah. Well, the last question is, um, any tangible way you can think us women can grit it with one another, not against one another. I feel like we've already Mm -hmm. like kind of chatted about that. Yeah. I think that 
I think the best way is to be a listener. I think yeah. that so often we think of listening as just waiting for our turn to talk. Uh, hit me. You know? Yeah. And we need to just hear women out mm. because each of us have valid hurts and like valid struggles. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a missed opportunity when we are just listening for our time to butt in and our totally. time to talk and our time to like give advice. And so the best way to like help each other grit is through support and through listening. Yeah. You know, and to just really remove yourself from the situation, like share the spotlight. There are billions of other women in this world Mm. that are going after a lot of the similar things we are, Mm -hmm. you know? So share the stage, share the spotlight. Yeah. Support one another through it and listen. Yeah. And ask questions. Ask the good old cues. The good cues. Cause I, I was telling Maddie a couple days ago, like I suck at asking people questions. Like I think that I bring in my advice and my opinion in a way of, like, I'm almost asking it. I think I'm asking it as a question, mm. but I'm just telling you like it is. Mm. And um, realizing through conversation with other friends that I don't ask them how they're doing. I don't mm. ask them, like, where did this come from or what is this doing to you in a way. I'm more like, well, let's do this. Let's mm. Like, it's great. Advice is great. But that's where I have to, like, completely humble my myself of, I don't freaking know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think that I do. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you just learn so much from listening and asking questions, you know? Yeah. And I think that even, I was, I was even telling you stuff, I kind of put this pressure on myself to have the answers and to like have it together and mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of be the person that I can give good advice and people can come confide in me, but mm-hmm. then it leaves me no room to be broken and vulnerable and honest because I feel like I have to be put together, you know? Mm-hmm. And that just is, I think the remedy to that is like listening mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being honest. And if you don't have the answer, then just say like, I don't know, like yeah. how to fix that. And I've even learned that with high school girls who, who have these huge theological questions, you know, just brilliant, yeah. brilliant high school girls who are asking incredibly hard questions and me just saying yeah I don't know the answer but sure as heck I'm gonna listen to you while you process it you know totally and sit with you and your doubt and your confusion and whether that be about faith or about life or about comparison or boys or body image or whatever it is Mm -hmm. just sit with them Mm -hmm. that's all they need is someone to really listen you know yeah do you feel like high school girls know the weight of comparison that they have right now because I don't think I was really aware Mm -hmm. of it I think that the acknowledgement of the weight of comparison comes when you know why you're comparing. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us just stop at the at the surface, you know? Like I was talking about yeah. earlier, just, oh, she is so much skinnier than I am. Or, mm-hmm. oh, she has way better hair than I do. Or her mm-hmm. skin is so much clearer than mine, you know? Well, I, all I'm thinking, I was like, everyone just always looks like they have their shiz together. Yeah. And they're freshmen in co- high school. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, I think that you don't really understand the weight of comparison until you know why you're comparing. Yeah. And then you don't really have the appreciation for the Lord until you feel, like, how enslaved you are to it, you know? Well, I just, like, it's... I feel like there's just so much damage that comparison and everything around that Mm. has done for me as a person. Yeah. As a believer. And then, um as a 24 year old now of like, I think that's kind of where my heart is in all of this of like, how can we like stop that? It's so ingrained in our culture of how can we stop 
the whole we're in this for us, we're in this for me to look the best, for me yeah. to get the best, whatever. Um, and like step back and be like, who cares what I'm doing, what they're doing? Yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Of like, how can we like almost shake girls mm-hmm. and like wake them up to it before? Like, yes, it comes with realizing why you're comparing, mm-hmm. but how can we wake them up to it before that even? Well, I think that we just live in a very me-centered world. Yeah. And I think that because that that narrative of a me, 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 me is all around us, we take that onto ourselves. And yeah. so anything that disrupts, like, the me-centeredness is our enemy. And, like, yeah. immediately, like, uh, we become victims of comparison, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I how don't do we, know. How do we do it? How you kind of break that? That's the main question. That's the question of this Grit It Girl series. How do you break yourself free of comparison? And how, yeah, how do we just help? I think, I think you have the same thing being here, but just a heart for girls younger than us Mm. to where I can see the repercussions Mm. of things that I've thought, things that I've done, just you know, cycles I keep going through that I didn't catch until I was 22, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... I think that it kind of all boils down for us living for our own glory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like us living for ourselves. Because even in Christian settings, when we're all serving the Lord, it's like, oh, well, like, she, like, reads her Bible, like, all the time. You know, or, like... <laughs> she like leads worship like yeah. she's so cool it's like okay but like what does that have to do yeah like with god's glory you yeah. know it's like that just comes down to like us wanting to live for our own recognition and for our own significance our own appreciation and our own glory you know mm-hmm. and that is just not what we as humans are called for like yeah. in scripture we are we are called to live for the glory of god yeah and so how who what how does that what what does that matter? You know, yeah. like, how does that matter? Yeah. Who, who's, who has a better voice or who's singing louder or who's praising harder or mm-hmm. who dresses cuter yeah. or those things. And it's so easy to say, but uh, I kid you not, I live this day to day, you know? Yeah. And so, but I really think it boils down to, <clears throat> are you really living for God's glory? Because like if you are, that. yeah, like if you are, like why would comparisons matter? Because if you're living for your own glory, then I can see why comparisons would matter. Yeah. But if it's all about God, then what is the point about looking at that woman and not seeing her as created by God? Yeah, totally. But as, like, competition. Yeah, totally. I feel like that's something we haven't talked about yet. Mm. Is the whole competition thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so real. So good. I remember that poem that was saying, when will I start looking at other women's successes as their successes and not my failures? Or yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, it's like, one of the things... One of God's traits that I cannot fathom is that how he literally wants the best for everyone. Yeah. Like, how selfless is that? Because I can't say that I want the best for everyone. Because if someone gets that promotion and then gets that perfect husband and has an adorable baby with an awesome house, that is the best for them. Mm-hmm. And then I can't say, like, I'm jumping up and down if I'm yeah. still with my parents. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, it's like, to be that, to be that selfless and yeah. literally wanting the best for everyone. Now that is, like, I think living for a higher glory than your own. Yeah. Dog. I don't know. I can't... Hello. Excuse me. <laughs> Hello. Hello. 
so much mm. so much 40 minutes later yeah. guys edit this down come oh, on oh, oh. no i'm not gonna edit it down at all just me <laughs> hi <laughs> lol instagram comments making me laugh um yeah listen to our listen to the old walkie the lead combos um Instagram also sucks too, you know. Instagram sucks. Instagram. S- Instagram. Sucks. I hate you. Oh man. I think this is kind of all we got. This is this is all we got. We, like we could talk for three more hours. We could talk for literally forever, but okay. The say sweet bye. listeners of good 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 talks. They don't, don't got time. They don't. They don't. But got for it. now, we will say that you are beautiful. You're loved and valued Incredibly. and so worth it. Incredibly and celebrated. And yeah. Steph and I are here to celebrate you. Yes. Always. We love you. Love you. We love girls. We, but also we're single and would also like to date boys. So. <laughs> yes. Somebody. Somebody. Bye. Guys. Bye. All right, guys. So, can anyone have even? Does anyone even have any words for that combo with Mads? Because I, I don't. I haven't even re-listened to it, but I'm. Not even 12 hours out from when I left Hume and where Maddie is a counselor lead or whatever you call her out there. And guys, I just, it's incredible to be in a place that's just so about Jesus and so about getting the point across that he died for your sins. Um, He died for you and that that's not just little words. Those aren't just a few little words that mean barely anything, but they mean the world. And so I think, no, I know Maddie lives that out so well. She does her job so well. And the team that she's a part of and is a part of, I just felt like I was a part of that team with her. So I'm kind of like a little homesick right now being back. I just, I got home at 1230, went straight to bed, woke up and went straight to work. So it's, I've kind of had a second to breathe. I just was FaceTiming her and a couple of her friends on the team. I just miss them a lot already. It's just been, she's in an incredible place. And, um, but because of what we talked about and because of the place we're in, like, I love that the Lord's giving me a heart to celebrate and to be excited for her and not be jealous and not be bitter and not be mad or frustrated that I'm not there because I'm not like, I wish I was there. I do. I loved, but I loved that I got to be a part of that. And I love now that I have those memories and I have those people to forever connect with. Um, and I love that I get to keep her as one of my closest friends now and forever. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Mads. I don't know. So I hope you guys were so blessed by Mads words. She's someone that can articulate thoughts and feelings so well. She's someone that challenges me so dang well. She's someone that asks the best questions and doesn't let you linger and hang in the crappiness. And I'm I'm someone that is very good at that. I'm very good at sitting in the crappiness. I'm very good at being a pessimist and um may not sound like it, but I've had to work at that a lot. Um and I definitely owe her a whole lot of um helping me in that. So mad shout out to you for being incredible. And for starting us off for this season, I think that's the best place, the blessed place to start. Um, the best place to start with you and the person that I started this conversation with anyway. So 
thank you guys for listening. Thank you for, I don't, gosh, just coming back. I'm just stoked that you're here. Stoked that this is even a thing that the season is going. I mean, I'm excited for you guys to hear the next few people coming up. Honestly, as of right now, I have, this is Maddie's the only interview that I have. So I'm just as excited <laughs> as you guys are to hear what those convos are. I mean, what they hold. So yeah, you guys are great. Hope that this credit season is, is something that really relates to you and would love to hear feedback, would love to hear questions that you want asked, would love to have anybody that you want um, on this podcast, hear their voice, reach them, reach them out to me. I mean, that makes sense. Reach out to me, let me know, and I would love to reach out to them myself. Um, anything and everything, rate it. I don't even know. I think we're almost to 20 ratings on iTunes, which is great. Um, but if you don't leave a comment, I can't tell who left a rating. So I think that there's like 11 or 12 comments about it. So if you're just happen to be like the 20th rating and like the 12th comment, then I'm going to take that and I'm going to send you something in the mail, but I need your name. I need your email first. So guys are great. So stoked for this season. Love that Maddie started us off. Love that you guys are here. Have a great weekend and I'll see y'all soon.